0: Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Everything Design Show podcast. Today, we have Mr. Jason Pang, who um, was originally from Malaysia and then he uh, did his master's together with me uh, in Australia at Swinburne University of Technology and he's been working in uh, Thailand you know uh, for the past few years so you know I think it's a very unique journey that he's he's taken you know uh, you know coming from uh, as a neighbor being in Singapore you know uh, having uh, my Malaysian neighbor you know going to Australia and now he's in Thailand so I thought you know it'd be, it'd be great to sort of um, get him to share about his journey as a uh, UX UI designer uh, and also he does business consulting as well he also does uh, design thinking for his company uh, internally and as well with clients as well so he does a lot of different things and you know hopefully today we'll be able to listen to him and you know learn from him in terms of what he's he's been doing for the past few years and and I think also in terms of his journey I think to from an international perspective right especially so yeah hi Jason how are you
1: hey nick I am well, absolutely stoked to be involved in this podcast. So thank you for having me and also hi to your guests as well yes, and, yes. Your, uh, and your audience.
0: Yes. Hi, everybody. Make sure you uh, go and find Jason on LinkedIn. I'll have the links in the, the description. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, Jason. Um, so how has life in uh, Thailand been so far? I mean, uh, what have you been, uh, has the, has the pandemic been affecting uh, you quite a lot or not so much? Uh,
1: um, well, I think personally it isn't too much. Yeah. Um, It's just that because the nature of my work has sort of sit around the the sphere of, you know, digital, uh, and and it has been sort of such a a trend where people started to work remotely. So um, I I guess for me, the transition from work perspective is a lot more easier uh, as compared to, um, you know, those who are not exposed to working in the digital environment. Um, But, yeah, personally as well, I think it's great because I get to spend time with family a lot more closer than staying home. Um, But, yeah, I think in in general, if if I were to speak about Thailand or Bangkok, uh, the industry, a lot of industries have been hit uh, quite severely as well. And I think um, a lot of businesses eventually ended up closing, um, a, a lot of jobs being cut out, you know, Um, So those who are in the digital industry eventually sort of um, survive through, Um, but at least now, seeing that uh, it's been two months now, you know, um, things have started to sort of come back to normal. Um, So it it wasn't eventually that bad uh, to put into place.
0: Yeah um, I mean th- Thailand is a, a, a Huge tourist destination Right I mean We have yes, Thousands of Singaporeans is, yeah. And annually We'll go over to Thailand So I'm sure You know Not having uh, us Go over to uh, Singaporeans Go up to, to Thailand To to shop at Chat to chat I'm sure that You know <laughs> Makes a very very Big difference In terms of the market As well I mean Singapore Also is a uh, You know Big tourist destination So you know That also, also has been hit So but but for yourself I mean um, Working in the, in the Digital um, You know In the digital realm in the digital sphere, do you did you feel that you know the past few months um, there were a little bit more inquiries for for some of the services that your company was offering? Did you feel that that was um, a little uh, that that increased a little bit more, or was that something that you know uh, it just stayed status quo um, you know through the through the pandemic?
1: Yeah, oh, it's a it's a great question actually, Nick. Um, I think also partly because I'm now involved in the financial services industry, as well as touching a little bit on insurance as well. Um, it is, uh, it is a, a very demanding sort of uh, service sort of touch points, you know, for, for every single part of the work that we do uh, from consulting to providing design services, um, technical implementation and so forth, business advisory, um, but I think one very key thing that we sort of transition as for my com- my company and the company that I work for uh, is the fact that we are able to sort of sit into remote work whereby we do remote kind of uh, whiteboarding sessions uh, and, and really put in place some of the things that we, we both learned in the past back in Swinburne um, with all the design thinking methods and, and really just seeing how all these tools and methods come in hand right now. Um, and certainly I personally as well, I wouldn't have seen, um, COVID-19 to really become the catalyst for all this to unfold. Um, so it, it really is, uh, sort of in, inspiring, um, to our clients as well. Uh, and also, uh within our working group so i think to sort of sum it up design thinking is also starting to make a buzz if we all know about you know particularly in in southeast asia i mean given in australia and in us and some parts of other countries as well in the western world uh we've seen design thinking has been you know in in its own maturity um but yes uh, we we do acknowledge and we do recognize that the the client is actually starting to appreciate um, collaboration within the online space, uh, being remote working, or being remote whiteboarding session and brainstorming. Really,
0: yeah. No, so the I mean, with 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 the cl- the clients that you you're working with, and it's it's very good to to hear that your clients are very. I would say hands-on, right? You know, with the digital platforms, you know, I think yeah. um, the assumption that I always would, would have, you know, and, and with the engagement with, with um, um, you know, some businesses, sometimes it's it's a bit of a, a barrier to uh, sort of a barrier when it comes to the digital platforms. And even we are talking about these collaborative tools, um, you know, whether you use Miro or, um, you know, Jamboard, if it's free, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are quite a few tools out there, um, you know, but I, I think it's heartwarming to know that, um, you know, in, in, you know, from the businesses that you've been engaging with, um, that they're quite, um, they're quite, you know, they're quite accepting and they're open to try out these different things, um, you know, and and yeah, design thinking has been something that, um, you know, has been has been, I think around. I mean, even when we were we were studying, and this was maybe about eight about eight years ago, right, when we were doing the yeah, masters, right, yeah, more um, or less around that yeah, time, somewhere yeah, somewhere around that time, and you know, in the classrooms, we it, it was something that we heard about, right. Uh, sort of around, like you know, some other some class or some you know we read about it online and you know about how what's happening in the U.S. and and eight years yeah. ago I think the Australia sort of was starting to pick it up a little bit more, um, yeah. and you know it, it's interesting to sort of see like you know the you know moving the whole movement in that sense right design or UX, uh, experience design service design sort of moving from you know up up from uh, you know Europe America you know down to Australia and then coming into Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, but but I guess with, with regards to what you were talking about with that movement, um, do you sort of I mean in Thailand, do you, are you seeing now that a lot of people are utilizing this the terminology of design thinking uh, purely, or do you see that there is actually um, you know, there, there are quite a few different perspectives uh, in terms of the terminology that they use. Like some people are using uh, UX or experience design or service design in the, in the Thai market. Is, that, is there a, a, a great diversity in that or do most people sort of have a very clear idea?
1: Yeah, I, I think over the years, if I were to look back eight to ten years ago, design thinking it's probably well-known for its method for solving problems. And really just to not jump into much of the detail, uh, I think uh, wouldn't be able to speak on behalf of uh, other practices in other countries. But I think what I've observed in Bangkok specifically is that it is a very great term for transformation process in, in the way how we allow organizations to really solve problems, identify problems at different levels of an organisation, being business process issues, or um, even about supply chain you know, management, all the way down to uh, doing design thinking as a whole to improve customer experience and also user experience. So that itself hasn't been as complete as a whole tool to be implemented as what we did back in service design where you have a proper discovery phase that you need to sort of sit into, then you move into the ideation and all the way to implementation. Uh, What's different, I think, with uh, Thailand right now is that um, because businesses are always moving fast and, and things are always changing requirements and et cetera. So in order for the need for design thinking to have its own say and sit on the table, Uh, it's important I think for me as a practitioner and for many as well who who work alongside with me to really understand at what point of uh, the project or the things that we're doing uh, we sort of extract the different tools and the methods that will really sit into um, the project you know to serve the need or to serve the problem Um, say for example um, if if one organization that we, we used to work with had a lot of um, disagreements, say in their decision making. And I think before even jumping into getting people on board the project, uh, we use uh, a very basic design thinking method to really help each other to empathize for one another and really sit down, you know, really write down in simple post-it notes and just really paste post it on the walls and say, Okay, what are the struggles that my department is facing and and what are yours? So really, really, as uh, that tool itself sort of um, gather everyone together and and really have a mutual understanding of what serves the business the most uh, Mm -hmm. rather than having a personal uh, agenda Mm -hmm. into into doing what you fit best. So I guess that has sort of been very helpful uh, for me personally and also the team that I work with here uh, in utilizing design thinking. Um, and of course, speaking of which we do have, uh, workshops, uh, for designers and also non-designers who would really be interested in, 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 utilizing design thinking in their day to day or their projects.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually the, I think the point that you made, um, about, I think, you know, bringing value to the business, right. I think, you know, at the end of the day, businesses Come to mm. you as a consultant, or come to design agencies. Um, we o- we always have to make sure that you know we're not just you know trying to promote design thinking per se, or just to sell the name of UX and things like that. Ultimately, you know, for your business to to for the business to run and to build continuous, um, um, you know, uh, you know, bring bring in more 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 customers in that sense. It, it needs to it needs to help the business, you know, earn more money. You know, at the end of the day, whether, and whether it's a di- in a direct way or a secondary way, right? So, I think that, the, I mean, I, I, I do agree with the point that you made about, you know, we, we do sometimes have to make sure that that is, that is done at, 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 at the core and, you know, the yeah. other things that we're talking about, you know, the definitions of things. Because, I mean, from the Sig- Singaporean market, from just from what I've seen, because I've only been back in Singapore for about four years, somewhere around there, I know, yeah. about four years. Yeah. So not not too long, right? Uh, but just based on my observations in Singapore, um, I, I, I sort of see that there are a lot of different... Uh, schools of thought like oh this design thinking for this and it's an, 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 so like a, from a methodological perspective they come in mm-hmm. and then they apply in different ways like one is just for training one is for problem solving then from UX and then there's digital transformation then there's the IT side that comes in right then oh agile scrum and so on and so forth there's so many different ones that come in then f- those that are coming yeah. from a manufacturing process as well they're trying to expand their market as well so yeah. they come in and then oh let's use lean kaizen blah blah and so on and so so the many, many different I I've, I've just realized that, I'm, that the the more I learn about it is like if I if I just came in with just design thinking as a sort of very narrow tool, I, I miss out on a lot of things that are being being discussed, like a lot of different methodologies, a lot of different techniques and and I don't, I mean, I'm sure as a consultant, that's that's also um, going to be the, the the goal, right? To say that, you know, it's not just you, the client using one tool, but mm. it's, you know, understanding that there are many different tools and, you know, the that's design right. thinking is just one aspect, which I think, I think the I, I do agree with the, the, the point you made, that, that that needs to be, I think, the, the, the core of it. And I think um, it's hard. It's hard. Like I think for Singapore, we are seeing that, um, I don't know whether it's that we're, Everybody's trying to be unique, or you know, everybody's just trying mm-hmm. to sell their own thing. But I'm also trying to sort of, there is a challenge that sometimes when I see companies or I see some case studies, that like this purely from a case studies perspective, because yeah, I yeah. don't work purely with a company per se, but just from the case studies, the examples that I've seen, um, it sometimes does become sort of a selling of the methodology or the ideology or the framework rather than sort of showing actually what are some of the. Uh, I guess the positive the, 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 the positive impacts, not just the positive outcome but I think the positive impacts. Like you talk about I think, you know, like yeah. the, the, the design thinking tool that you use, which is about building empathy, right? Uh for, for each of the stakeholders. And, and, and I think that's a very, very positive impact that you use you, yeah. you, you, you you I, you I agree with
1: you. Uh, Nate, actually mm. to touch on a little bit more since I think this podcast is going probably gonna be a lot more meaningful for many other design thinking practitioners mm. or UX designers or CX people. Um, I think one of the biggest challenge for for our team and also for the company uh, or even the organizations or the different clients that I work with, it, it's really to really broad down into how big and how small is design thinking. Because mm-hmm. like you've said, uh, I, I, I'll probably say it's probably the same between Thailand or Singapore, sharing that same commonality whereby people are selling that terminology. Mm-hmm. But in fact, the scope itself is actually very heavy. Uh, And and what we actually tried to do a little bit more different is really help scope down the world as a proof of concept. And and rather than going like a large scale project, it's just to make sure that um, people are a lot more confident, you know, as they invest in and as they learn about uh, design thinking and actually proven to, to be working quite well and I know different companies, different designers would have a different approach in doing that um, but I think for us personally, I think it, it does work quite well uh, given that uh, there's a series of milestones that we have sort of set and agreed that we would walk this journey together with the client. I think at the heart of it, it's all about being empathic and, and really seek to understand the core of the business and what are the problems that really sit under that rather than um, designing and really catering solutions for the end journey. But it all started with the beginning uh, of it all, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, and, and I think that the, the, what I... Um. I, I. I think. Um. I think. Just to, to touch on that. I mean, the recently there was this. Uh. It was a. It was just. I think it was a, a fast factory article that came out, right. Um. I. I think I posted it on Facebook. Um. About how this Harvard professor is talking about how um you know now it's it, it it's there's a value of being a generalist right um i think mm. we still have special you still need specialists right i mean from in a um in a medical sense or a text tech, technology sense but yeah. i think when it comes to business problems right like you know is your mba enough right is your design thinking course enough not necessarily because you know like we spoke about there's so many different tools that are out there right and and i think one thing that uh you know i think the point that you really made which is which is very very accurate which i don't think many businesses or even practitioners uh um, do enough I, I'm sure they don't know about it but the scope thing like mm. we when we try and solve problems we don't just try and solve it's very hard to solve everything right so sometimes when yeah. you know we, I, I hear some students tell me oh Nicholas I want to do this application this application is going to solve A, B, C, D, E, F, G right and I'm like yeah. "Uh, okay yeah sure <laughs> Um, but if your application can solve A, B, C, D, E, F, G then uh, and you have a budget of you know millions of dollars then you know yeah sure roll it out but a lot of companies don't have millions of dollars. You know, for them to come and pay a consulting consultancy company, mm. I would imagine like we're in the range of maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars, depending on the scope of the project and so on and so forth. Um, and I think yeah, scope is actually very important because sometimes you may be solving a very small thing, and or your your innovation in that sense or your outcome may be something that's very small. But actually, there are secondary or tertiary effects to that, which which I think, um, you know, uh, this whole idea of scope is, is something that um, needs to needs to be looked at definitely. I mean, um, so so yeah. I mean, just just going back to that point. I mean, now also, you know, when we're looking at education, right? Um, you know, what do we what do we train for as designers, right? Which I'll go and ask. Mm. I'll ask you this very soon. But but I think the point <laughs> of training the designers is you know. Do we sort of see designers now, um, uh, you know, being our abroad, you know, looking at, at things from a from a macro perspective or you yeah. know, just micro and so and so forth and then, you know, looking at it from a big picture and, and, and things like that, right? So so I guess, you know, I mean, you know, we going back to the going moving forward to the next point, you know, I think um yeah the 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 being able to look at it from a big picture, looking at uh, being able to scope in terms of different specific things that's definitely a, a good point we need to look at. Um, but yeah I think we since we, we, we touched on that going on to education point right i mean now that you've been working um for a few years i mean what seven seven years already i think you've been working yeah, in clo- UX close UI. to that yeah, yeah, yeah seven years that. yeah in ux ui um and uh you know for those who who, who um you know uh, do, i mean yeah for those who don't know jason you know jason been you know has has had a you know long uh history and experience with with web uh with um with digital design digital platforms you know he may not have called his. he may not have Called himself a UX UI designer six or seven years ago, uh, or seven <laughs> or eight years ago. But he definitely had the skills, like you know, based on them that 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 time in the past. Uh, but yeah, I mean the progression. I thought, you know, I think, I think from what I saw. Was that you know the the realm and, and the shift and the changes? Um, I think your grasp of the digital realm is much much has always been much higher than than mine because my I did did come from a, a animation background, a more graphics design background, a little bit more. Um, so not so much on the digital side. Um, but I guess that, okay. So moving on to the question. So the question I had actually for you was that um, you know if you were to plan, let's say you were to start a school in Thailand, right? Let's say, um, and you you thought that you wanted to come up with a UX Course um, or a design thinking UX course in Thailand. What do you feel are some of the lessons or some of the classes that you think will be will be useful? Um, and you know, they are not really taught in you know traditional design schools. You know, it, just based on what we've seen in the past eight years. Or so, I mean, in the past, uh, when we were going to school. Do you think that there are any modules that? Um, you would want to add in into into a, a curriculum, um, you know. Today, you know, if you if somebody if you were to start your own design school or you go going to teach.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I think just before I continue, Nick, yes, I yes. think you're uh, way too uh, kind. Um, no, no, no. Certainly no. not the maestro, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's good to to really sort of have this exchange going on. I think after so many years, mm. um, yeah, really really good question actually, Nick, uh, and and I think having to practice this for so long and really having different exposure and challenges across the my career as well. Uh, with the people that I work with alongside for so many years, uh, you know, people come and go and, and really boiling down into that question. I think uh, as much as how the methods are very important, I think the essence, uh, in, in my view, right, different people has got different way of saying this, but. Uh, I think I'll probably going to put observation as the key foundational Mm. course, you know, Um, partly because I think for me to really understand design thinking, and and of course, the the wider expression of that practice, you know, ranging into service design, customer experience design, uh, and even digital media and UX design, I think it all really sort of begin with observation. Um, I I probably am not the the best sort of person to speak on behalf of design anthropologists. You probably have more (laughs) ideas on that, but I think one of the key core values that we've learned in the past Mm. in in, in this subject is really about showing empathy and really observe and and really take time to really see things and, and really sort of paint pictures together Often in order for us to understand a problem, it doesn't just come from one lens, it, it sort of has to come to, from different perspective or lenses where it's not about just people, you know. it's not just about businesses. And I, I think that of course, sort of foundational value is very important. Um, and, and truthfully as well, working with many uh, great talented designers in Thailand, uh, one of the things that I really thought about and, and really sort of uh, put in a lot of emphasis is really before jumping into a certain concept work or solution, it's important for you to understand what are the problems mm-hmm. you know, big or small. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't grasp hold of that problem, um, you will be defeated straight when you mm-hmm. when you are seated in the table with business people. Mm-hmm. Um, that conversation will never happen, uh, or it will never progress if you're mm-hmm. just keeping that upon the colors, (laughs) upon the icons, upon any sort of visual aspect of things. Um, And I really sort of challenge them, you know, having a conversation with your client, having a conversation with the people that you work with, um, ask them about things, right? How do you feel about this? Uh, What's your day-to-day observation like? And, And really start putting in place some of the UX research techniques um, I don't think there's a there's a proper way to really say this, but um, I think in the industry that is ever changing, it's very hard for us to just say, "Hey, you need to first sit in and just do a proper two week user research." Um, and, and like you said before earlier on, right? It's agile. People are practicing agile now, um, so you you gotta move fast, and you're really gonna you really adapt fast as well. And I think one of the ways where um, young young youngsters, young designers, students who aspire to become a a designer or even to really go into this field, um, I think it is really important for them to understand the bigger picture, the problem that underlies in in the project or the work that they wanted to um, go on. Because ultimately it is your driver. If, if you're not setting that, then you probably wouldn't have that goal and objective being set in place to really drive you all the way to the end of the project because you'll be burned out, definitely. I mean, it's just speaking from personal experience as well. Mm,
0: yeah. Um. I mean, this whole idea of observation, I mean, um. I think if anybody's listening, been listening to the podcast that I've been doing, I think a lot of people do talk about that. And, and you know, in school, they can only te- we, can, we only teach you... Like okay, observations, you can do it in this way, that way. Uh you can do mapping exercises, right? You can maybe do empathy maps, you can do the different tools. But I think what you're talking about also it's it it uh it almost like it's almost a muscle, right? You 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 know how to do a push up, right? The basics of a push up. Right. so those are maybe the tools but for you to be very good at you know um, you know doing push-ups and you know maybe you can do a thousand push-ups in one sitting I don't know like maybe some people I'm sure some people can right um, yeah <laughs> uh, that muscle sort of needs to be built right that muscle needs to be constantly trained so when you go in, it's like oh I can see that business problem I can I, I know what's happening uh, uh, I observe very quickly I don't think it take too long so um, yeah which I, I think that's something um, that, that that needs to be trained. Do you feel that, you know, I mean, based on but this observation thing, do you feel that it's something that comes with age? Like you're talking about when working with the younger designers, um, you know, do you think that it just it, it just takes time? You just have to keep doing it and it just comes with age as long as you're, you're open to it. Do you, do you sort of feel that way?
1: Yeah, I, I do think so, because I think it, uh, probably part of the core development is about behavioral change. Mm-hmm. And I think as you learn, uh, as you develop, um, you know, we're we're always being brought up in a way to resolve problem in a very visible way. You know, things that we can see, things that we can all observe and and really just putting into tangible results. Mm -hmm. But uh, rarely we really sit down and think, what are the intangible things that we need to resolve? And I suppose, putting into observation or research, you know, I, I do believe it will take time. It, it takes time to certainly foster that habit or the lifestyle or the culture, um, depending on uh, the project or the organisation that one works with or at, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, talking about, you know, taking time and understanding the context as well. I mean, you know, the next thing I actually wanted to sort of ask you is, you know, you know, based on your, you you worked in, you know, in Australia for a few years before going to Thailand. You know, you also have, you know, experience in Malaysia as well. Did you feel that, you know, how do you feel, you know, about, you know, the you know the the markets like you know when you are talking about um, you know, design in Australian market, you know, and design in the Thai market from a UX perspective or design thinking perspective, do you think that there are any, like, you know, just off the top of your head, any very clear differences uh, in terms of, you know, um, the, the w- sort of the working culture or the client, the, the way clients work with you, you know, are there any things, any, any sort of cultural things that stand up, stand out to you, you know, just, you know, off the top of your head?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think speaking from like working in Australia, it's a culture of believing and trust. You know, we've both probably seen this a lot as well. It's about openness and really allowing uh, individuals to flourish by learning through the the hard bits and challenges. Um, But in in Asia, I think in Thailand, it's a lot more different, partly because uh, I think one of the things that I wasn't used to Moving here was the fact that it was very culture and status and hierarchy driven. Um, And and it's not necessarily a bad thing because Thai people respect the elderly, they respect people with uh, well educated, you know, so stature. And and because of that knowledge that they possess, you know, there's some sort of wisdom instilled. And it was probably the way of how. The culture was misplaced and probably mistook for granted that people tend to take that sort of hierarchy stances and just say no, it doesn't work that way because I'm I'm way more experienced than you. No, it doesn't work that way because I've been years ahead. You know, I I see things that you don't. So you hardly get a culture of learning by doing, but rather you you get a culture of learning just by observing what the culture has already been. Um, obviously for me as a foreigner, uh, wouldn't be able to come into that judgment, right? But I always said to my young teams of designers that whatever you do, right, you gotta make sure that there's a balance. you know. Um, also sharing my years of experience and my work from Australia and, and also working in Malaysia for a small bit of time you know, really just bring into the different values and culture and say, how, how should we set things in motion? Right. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about the culture, the personal culture, but it really is about your work culture and your habit. Um, because if you, if you possess the same energy, the spirit and the same attitude in practicing what you really believe in for say design thinking, or if you're a user experience designer, then you make it to a point that it is all about advocating for the user. Um, And you don't just simply throw away that value, right? Just because simply people um, sort of push you a little bit or sideways with you um, because of what you believe for. Um, I've been through that journey. I've got people who came to me and say, Jason, that's not relevant at all. But you're just going to move on with life, right? You're just going to move on and really learn from that. And one of the key things that I've learned about from that lesson is that how do I make sure that in my next session, that rejection or that conversation, that negativity eventually become a more positive conversation or can I do better? What can I say better? Is this something with how I presented my work? Is this something of how I really connect people together? So these are a lot of the questions and obviously a, a, a personal culture that I need to have. Uh, and, and it's just the same that I say to my own team of designers as well uh, a culture is always a culture uh, it won't change mm. you you can't change a culture but if it's a personal culture and a work of yours uh, then you make it a habit to strive for the best really
0: mm. then so I mean uh, having to come from a very different culture like Australia to, to, to Thailand did it um, did it take you um, a while, you know, to, to to transition to the type of culture that you you you're you're talking about here? Um, you know, uh, was it was it was it something that was easy or difficult for you in, in terms of that transition?
1: I think it took about two years, mm. uh, two years or so. It was very difficult, given. Uh, well, there's a mix of reasons. Mm. I, I think more than just work, right? I mean, um, about uh, the the pace of work, how people see things, you know, from a, from a, a seriousness point of view. Um, obviously, ties are a lot more chiller, but that doesn't mean that they are slacking. Mm-hmm. It, it's not how I phrase it, but rather there are ways of how things can be done, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, yeah, Jason, let's go and, and resolve one problem at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm personally not the kind that would say one problem at a time. But I do learn from it, you know, because it's important to, to see how people in general, you know, put that attention to one problem at a time. At the end of the day, you get one problem fixed mm. rather than having 10 problems, but you're not actually fixing mm. or, or solving anything and you you will be scrambled. Uh, and, and really that that took me two years to understand the culture, the work, uh, really the, the respect for people uh, and, and certainly very very difficult to sort of adjust away from uh, working in Australia whereby I I did came across uh, I think while the design session with uh, one of my juniors Uh, I think I was sort of being too open about it It eventually became a a, a rejection for that individual Mm. Um, but only later I discovered that it, it it wasn't anyone's fault, but mm. rather it's just the way of how we could clarify things better from a, a different work culture and different work experience point of view. Um, so, yeah, it, it was all good at the end. Mm. I just need to make it clear to my point. Why would I say so, you know, because mm. of a different... But that doesn't mean I really sort of instilled that negativity mm. to that individual.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I think moving to another country is always going to be a a tough thing, right? You know, and, you know, I Mm -hmm. think for you, I mean, uh, you had to Learn Thai I'm sure it, it comes up in the day-to-day conversations it may not be the vernacular that you're using uh, I don't know if it may, it may be the, the vernacular that you're using in the business right today or day-to-day conversations uh, but language is one big thing really but even the yeah. work culture is also something that you know I think it's 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 uh you know if you're going to any country like you know even if somebody in Australia is going to Malaysia um, you know yeah. they would have to learn bahasa right uh, they go to you know Cambodia or Vietnam or anywhere or you Singapore Singaporean going to di- uh, Singaporean directly going to Thailand. Yeah. Also, that would have been uh, I think uh, 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 quite a uh, uh, a big jump, and you know had to deal with a lot of these these different things. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well given yeah.
1: that it's a much more relaxed conversation, I think something that is not related to design, I think I really struggle most to have is actually good coffee.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes, Australian coffee. Uh, yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I, I mean that's that's a very serious point. I I like my coffee. Um. Uh, Yeah, honestly, two years, uh, I think if I could record either 2013 or 2014 Mm. for that straight two years, the coffee culture is, is not there.
0: Now, now is it okay?
1: It is very good. Mm. Now You, you get a lot of different influences, you know? But yeah, those were the days. Really took a while. Took a while. So it, you <laughs> took a while. you had to
0: come first. You know, sort of set the stage. Then the Melbourneian or the Sydney coffee, Australian coffee culture sort of followed you. They were like, "Oh, Jason's there. Yeah. Let me follow." But yeah, yeah, it yeah. does take. I mean, in Singapore yeah. also, um, I think yeah, there has been quite a, a lot, a lot of cafes. So now to get a good cuppa, yeah. um, I think not too bad. I mean, my taste buds, to be honest, my taste buds are, are not. As uh, refined as an Australian Korea coffee drinker, Australia like. so so so. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, like, I the main thing I can tell you if the, the difference between um the coffee is maybe if it's burnt or whether if there's uh, too much milk. I think those are the main main mm. things. Or too hot or too cold. So, um, yeah. I cannot tell you whether this bean is from a particular place or the way okay. they cooked it is you no know, correct. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but I mean, yeah. I mean. Actually, our behaviors are very, very unique to us, right? I feel. I mean, mm. um, you know, my taste for for my my liking for actually for for coffee over the past few years has changed. Like, I I went I went on tea for a while, and then I went back to coffee. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, you know I, I occasionally will go and get a cappuccino somewhere, but of course cost yeah. you know you like I mean you I'm sure you know you know if Malaysia maybe your um, one cup of uh, you know traditional you know mama coffee is maybe two ringgit in Singapore yeah. it's like one one dollar right but your 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 one cup of Aust- Western Australian coffee is going to be like five or even sometimes even ten times the price maybe, right? Um yeah. so 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 yeah, you know, we we have to get our our coffee fixed sometimes. Um <laughs> no but actually that's a good point because I think um I'm sure you know as somebody who's considering to go to another country to work, especially as a designer like yourself, right? Um, you know it it's 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 things like this that you need to consider. You know, the language the working culture within the company, um, how you're gonna live your life in that new country as well, um, and you know even things like food, you know because you know somebody who isn't mm-hmm. used. To the food You know let's say In Thailand You know whether It's the yeah. you know, The sweetness Or the sourness Or the spiciness Of the food um, It may It may be a considering Considerable factor For them But then, mm, yeah may, mm. Maybe or maybe not um, But I guess You know for you For you I guess You know coming On this point About um, you know uh, You know the, the job And moving um, You know do you You know and then We saw that, that There's a transition In terms of the Type of food Or the coffee That's there um, If you know Someone were to Come uh, and say Hey there's a job in in Thailand whether they come from the Australian context or Malaysian context Mm. or even Singaporean context um, you know I guess based on your own experience you know did you feel that I mean I guess now if somebody would ask you what do you Think you know um, you know now being there for for a few years you know a bit more um experience in the space you know a bit more objectivity you know so um you know um uh you know there's a bit more experience from your your end do you what maybe do you have any sort of one or two tips that you would sort of give um to them uh, and also maybe what the job opportunities um may be you know if someone would say hey Th- Jason I'm keen to come to Thailand to work you know uh, can you let me know you know what it may be like you know what the job op- opportunities dislike as well yeah so yeah maybe just you know maybe you can share a bit on that
1: yeah i I think first of all i think one must do their homework right Mm. i mean having having the research sort of properly done like you know the cost of living and and the type of work that you wanted to really pursue ahead um like if i would say bangkok because language is such a an important uh, part of everyday business not just thai language actually um i think mandarin or chinese if you put it that way and english they are all essentially important because um just just by looking at the market right now i think as much as skill is is important experience is important i mean character and, and what you're bringing to the company is so much more valuable to the recruiters or the hiring companies. Uh, and, and with the language advantage, given that we all live in, uh, and in Southeast Asia, that's really the, the best thing of all. You you pick up different languages uh, and you're really able to put that into practice. So for a market, a, a, a multi-business kind of a market in in bangkok itself uh, everything is an opportunity and i've said the same to my friends as well whether or not you're in the the food and beverage the hospitality you're in the insurance you're in the SaaS startups you know um, everything plays a part everything plays a role uh, and, and there's a lot of demand for product based roles you know product managers product owners um, software engineers UX designers, UI designers, and even UX researchers as well. Um, a lot of these top, Top Gun, uh, companies really sort of started to move their headquarters into, mm-hmm. uh, Bangkok, right? I mean, met a few great guys from Lazada, uh, even mm-hmm. from Shopee, as well as, uh, from Agoda as well. Mm-hmm. So you really see how they really bring in different cultures and values. Mm-hmm. So there's no one-way solution that says oh everything has to be a silicon based kind of you know the facebook way of working or google ways of working though that influence is important but i think people eventually do value that culture of collaboration so always believe in yourself that whenever you you move to different countries it's important that you carry the same confidence Uh, I'm not talking about work confidence, right? I'm I'm really talking about confidence that you are willing to learn Mm -hmm. and really to humble and unlearn, you know? Mm -hmm. Because that's essentially uh, the key thing that I've sort of, the the key things that I've picked up uh, over the years. And I'm still learning today, Mm -hmm. really, uh, from people, from culture, you know? Um, The executives that I work alongside with, you, know, you just got to understand their perspective and where they come from uh, and, and really sort of put yourself into that role and, and really demonstrate that value and the respect for them. Hmm.
0: Really? Yeah, I mean I think I mean even though we we seem to have been talking about quite a few different things right? I mean like like moving to another country or the type of work yeah. that you're doing. I think a lot of it actually comes back to, to the same thing, right? It's about you being a human and you being able to listen to people, you know, through the observations or to be able to, willing to learn. I think, I think that, I think, I don't know whether it is a, it, it's a very, very good thing that you're mentioning this because this is something that I've actually been feeling about the design uh, industry like this I, and this is just based on my observation I'm not saying yep. that the design industry is is um, is bad in any way but there are some moments in time where you know i read something or i see something that's being said about the language or, or I, I listen to somebody talk about things right um i feel that there is that lack of what you talk about that uh, that human aspect you know the the humility um and there's a lot of ego you know uh you know so so the the, the there's a lot of ego like i'm right um, you know, do things my way. Uh, I have x x, 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 x x number years of experience. Um, I've been doing this very long for many years. Um, you know, so I think, you know, it, it, the way, the what you mentioned here, I think it, it's something that I think, um, it, I think it separates that just now what you spoke about, the aesthetics, you know, the aesthetics of design, you know, the UI of it. I think that skill of being human, understanding human beings, empathy, um, observing them and understanding what's the value, I think that's one very big step up that needs to to, to be done when we move away from purely aesthetics. I think to define it as design, right, um, you know, I would say let's just call it this: the human element, la. I think the human element is yeah. is is something that yeah. that 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 needs to to happen, you know, for it to really be effective, you know, from a business sense, organisational, cultural perspective, and so on and so forth. So, so yeah, I think you know, yeah, good. I mean, when you touched upon it, that was what I was thinking. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, the design industry can yeah. be a little bit, la a little bit, yeah. a little bit, it, it, um, you know, pr- pr- prideful yeah. or you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's good because
1: the, the design that we probably see 10 years ago, right. We would never imagine how it has changed a lot of businesses and the way we think, uh, and, and certainly I would never thought, you know, doing masters and, and having to, uh, sort of touch on a little bit about having some, some quality life in Swinburne, you know, working in the design factory, mm-hmm. And really be exposed to different projects and really what different people would sort of pave way for today you know i think it's really important uh, like you've said you know and, and we both agree that as as young designers uh, design seekers uh it's really important to really learn how to humble and really that human side of you really to pick up many things and and, and i think it's important to make a lot of mistakes along the way you know and because it's a way for you to learn how to be better and to improve, right? Not saying uh, you make silly mistakes, basic mistakes, but mistakes that you, you know that you can afford to bounce back and not not having to make them again. And that's just sort of paved way for you really to learn about life better.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, that actually sums up sums up I think today's uh, podcast quite well um, <laughs> which I mean I mean I mean uh, you know we um, you know which, which which is a good thing I mean I think what you you, you mentioned what we always been sp- speaking about and I think um, you know just based on you know what I've I, I've known from you know uh, from our experiences with each, with each other and the journey um, you know I think that's something that always has been um, a very key I think that's a very very key I mean I've always known you to be a very nice person you know you were never uh, if Ed, there was anybody who was uh, unreasonable i always you know i'm always the one uh, most of the time la, <laughs> in a lot of my interactions uh, but uh, but yeah you've always been the one that's uh, you know been been you know very uh, um you know magnanimous very very nice so i think that it, it, it clearly shows in i think in the work that you're doing as well you know um which is great and i think. You know who to anybody who's listening, and to anybody who is you know wants to learn about this. I think, yeah, it, it really needs a lot of effort. You know, you if you're a person who's you know very 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 um, stuck to their the ways of doing things very specifically, um, and you know you're or you're you're very against something. Um, yeah, I think we, we all need to, 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 to learn from, from this and, you know, just to be a little bit more human, I think, you know, see the the the, the similarities and rather than the differences and, um, you know, because actually, I mean, just to sort of go on this point, like recently, I don't know if yeah. you, you heard in Singapore, um, so we're recording this on the 18th uh, of, 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 of June. Um, yeah, um, but, um, you know, um, when, when you're hearing this, you know, a few weeks ago in Singapore, there was this particular um, uh, article on the newspaper so the newspaper is saying that top five or top five uh, essential jobs in uh, yeah. during a pandemic right or doctor um, you know nurses cleaners uh, delivery riders um, but the top five uh, the number one uh, sort of uh, non essential jobs right uh, it's actually artists so a lot of designers a lot of artists were very angry wow. in arms about it um but <laughs> but you know i think the, the the thing is you know um you know those people who were able to think about it and really process it you know they were actually fine i felt a lot of them a lot of the designers and a lot of creatives were like yeah actually i think i, I in the pandemic my job is not the essential uh, it's useful to mm. there there are it's very useful as a design community as an artistic community for the world you know to add value to entertain people and so on and so forth but just purely on the element of you know um, the, the 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 essentialness of it during a pandemic whether you live or die um, you know it's, it's a different question so um, I, there's definitely yeah. a, bit, a very 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 big topic about this you know so you know in, yeah. the, in the Singapore landscape library has been talking about it for uh, for the past week or so um, but yeah, oh, I mean, no. I, yeah it's yeah, still it's, trending it's still trending I mean still trending yeah. and then one of the uh, one of a uh, very key thought leaders in Singapore wrote one very very long article um, yeah. uh, um, on the newspaper and then the newspaper had to respond as well so uh, a lot of things has been uh, that's the, the, wow. the big news of the week in the design community like if if you're not a community actually most people don't uh will be like, oh okay, sure, that's the list and they have other issues with it. But the design community yeah. seem to be up in arms about it. La. So uh but anyway, uh there's another topic for another day. Uh but, but yeah I mean uh I think you know uh I would like to you know thank thank Jason for his time. Um you know, sharing with us uh, his experiences uh, in Thailand, and you know, I think you know the, the 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 points that he 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 has made. I think it's I think it's very essential if we're looking at not just being a designer, um, but looking at um, bringing value bringing value to businesses through design. I think you know what we talked about today about um, you know being human, observing you know empathy, uh, humility. Uh, these these are things that you know. I'm still um, you know exercising those muscles on a day to day basis, um, and you know it's not easy. Uh, you know it's it's easy to read about it and learn and say yeah we have to we have empathy we need to observe but uh, it's not easy when it's you know you're on the field you're doing you know, projects that have maybe two weeks turnaround or so and so forth. Um, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, definitely that's that. Um anything that you you, you you wanted to add on before we end off today's session, Jason? Anything you wanted to sort of uh, add on Any last 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 thoughts based on today's conversation so far?
1: No, not not at all really. I think thank you, Nate. I couldn't thank you enough really. I think I've I've certainly done a lot of podcasts with different people in the past as well. But I think what I really enjoy doing podcasts with, with different people. It's the fact that the conversation is always ever changing Mm. and and that's the fun bit of podcasts, you know, and, and people really need to listen and be, um, sort of seeking different knowledge from different methods or platforms. But really, I think just want to take this opportunity to just say if, if whoever is interested to find out more, um, more than just design thinking UX or CX, you know, but if you're really interested in understanding the Thai market and mm. even wanted to look for an opportunity, you know, be happy to connect as, as Nick have just mentioned, mm. right. LinkedIn profile will be shared. Yes. Uh, be really happy to sort of, um, help connect through. And if there are any opportunities, really be able to help, uh, and, and really sort of to all designers or even product people, uh, whoever's in the same field, you know, if you're listening, uh, we're all we're all in doing the same thing. Really, it, it's just putting bits and pieces together to to a bigger achievement. Yeah, yeah. So Definitely. thank you, Nate. No, really no, no,
0: appreciate
1: no. Uh, such quality time talking
0: yeah I mean uh, I always find this podcast has uh, you know there's the educational factor definitely um, but uh, it's also I always feel it's it's, it's it's really a good good way to sort of uh, you know touch base with different people and I think you know what Jason really, really shared is, is, is very great I mean to have an opportunity especially if you know in Singapore now that uh, a lot of the businesses are also closing uh, we've seen some design agencies close as well some of them have left due to the pandemic um, yeah. you know some that are Closing down, they are they are shrinking in terms of the size. Um, so yeah, if anybody is interested to move to Thailand, um, you know, to maybe try out some of the opportunities, um, you know, and you listen to this podcast and you thought, hey, actually Thailand doesn't seem to, um, you know, you may have to wait a while before the the, the borders open and the airports open, but you know, maybe yeah. you can you you know uh, by the time you finish your interviews, you you may have gotten a job in Thailand. Um, but yeah, yeah, we we I think yeah, please do connect with Jason. I mean, he's had you know like I said more than seven years you know experience both in Australia and in Thailand and you know you add on you know his early experience in in, in Malaysia, his experiences in Malaysia there's a wealth of knowledge there so if anybody wants to connect with Jason yeah I have his link in the description uh, and you know please yeah please do so um, yeah all right um, I guess we'll end off there. thanks very much Jason for your time. Um, and thank you, for everybody, for listening to the Everything Design Show podcast. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you. Bye. See you.
1: Thank you. Have a good Bye. one. Bye, Jason. See you around. Bye.